0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's
2: February 22nd, 1680. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors
0: the age of 40 years old Catherine Monvoisard or La as she became known found herself standing in a darkened room lit only by torches as a group of robed men sentenced her to death by fire and just two days later today in history in 1680 she was indeed burnt at the stake which was a bit of an unexpected turn for the wife of a jeweller and a silk merchant who lived comfortably in the heart of Paris but perhaps less unexpected for a witch a necromancer and a poisoner as she also was who very nearly killed the
2: Yeah, she did have an extraordinary CV. And some of the things from a contemporary perspective seem entirely unobjectionable and unburnable (laughs) at the stake of (laughs) all. Things like midwifery and uh, providing abortions at a time when there were no other options. On the other hand, she also advised her clients who were mostly wealthy women in Paris with face reading. Where you're a bit like, okay, well, you know, quasi science. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to. And then black masses where allegedly she would take the blood of newborn babies. Yeah, a bit less good. (laughs) I guess the thinking is, well, once you've consorted with a non-Christian abortionist, why not ask her what other illegal stuff she can help you with? (laughs) And she effectively became a one-stop shop women's services (laughs) centre.
1: Yeah, what she reminds me of is, you know, like a celebrity fortune teller, you know, psychic to the stars. That was the role she was fulfilling in a strange way. And... The abortion side might sound a bit back alley now, but at the time it didn't matter if you were wealthy or poor. The only way to get an abortion was to consult an abortionist. So she had these contacts in the highest echelons of French society and she would entertain them at her house. She basically had the equivalent of a black book full of important names. And this ended up being quite telling when she was actually arrested because she was interrogated and her captors were given permission to torture her. But There's no evidence that she was ever actually tortured. There's actually evidence that she was deliberately not tortured, quite possibly, Mm. because they didn't want her to give up the names of her clients.
2: And in her witchy Rolodex (laughs) were some pretty important individuals in the French court, including the king's mistress, Athene Mm. de Montespan. And this was a time when... To be mistress to the king, as Louis XIV at the time, was actually a more important position in a way, or at least a more influential position than being his wife. There was an official mistress and their heirs were legitimate and it was known to the court and everyone knew who they were. And Montespan had become his mistress as a result of having consulted with Wassar and achieved a potion to seduce him.
0: Yes, so Catherine was actually born Catherine de Say in the year 1640. She was thought to have had a pretty hard upbringing in pretty serious poverty. And by nine years old, she was already selling fortunes to nobles for a few livres. And she was uh, married eventually to Antoine Monvoisat when she was 20 years old. But when his business started failing and he got into massive debt, it sort of fell to La Monvoisat to pursue her own line of potential And it turns out the best thing that she had in her her repertoire was pretty much her skills in, first of all, chiromancy, you know, palm reading and then face reading, pretty much telling unsatisfied housewives how to improve their marriages or indeed escape them.
2: Still a job on daytime television now. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I mean, honestly, she would have been on TV if she existed in the contemporary world because she became a herbalist. And that's how she kind of got into brewing potions.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to see how some light witchcraft is a natural extension of the fortune-telling industry. You know, she starts (laughs) off telling the clients, you know, this is your fortune, but if you don't like what you're going to hear, I could help you change your fortune. I could make your dreams come true, just buy my magical amulets, love potions made up of ground-up mummies and toad's bones, and then eventually... (laughs) Deadly poisons. If none of the above are working and you just need to remove the problem from your life altogether, I've got something that can help you.
0: It's such a slippery slope, isn't it? You'd start (laughs) out just really well meaning and before you know it, you're poisoning everybody.
1: (laughs) Well, and but she was one of many, many fortune tellers in Paris. It was by no means uncommon. It was a little bit like gambling in a way in that while it was kind of underground and seedy it did attract people from all classes but everybody knew that it was happening and it was the fact that this network existed that was to bring about what came to be known as the affair of the poisons Mm.
2: Yeah, so amongst the divinations and seances and aphrodisiacs that she offered for a fee, she also came to offer so-called inheritance powders, which is a brilliant <laughs> euphemism <laughs> for great. poison.
1: It's like something out of use and Worcester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So the idea is I want to bump off my husband. I mean, this is why this became so controversial when it ended up involving the king. Um, I want to bump off my husband. I want to bump off my boyfriend. I want to bump off my father so that I can inherit their... Uh, money and again, like that seems like a big leap from palm reading. But I, I think it didn't seem such a big leap in 1680. Like if this person yes. is able to read your read your face, maybe they can change your destiny. I mean, the place where it does become a bit of a leap is when you get to
0: these black masses. The idea of a black mass was that you would stop calling upon the uh, divine powers and start appealing to Satan. And La Voix-a, she actually employed the help of some priests, some of whom were reputed to be her lovers. Others had debts with her and needed to settle in order to keep their own <laughs> mistresses comfortable. At least this is the rumour that's going around. I, Paris was a pretty licentious place at this point in time. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so she started performing these satanic rituals in the catacombs beneath her home. And black masses are basically an inversion of the traditional Catholic ritual, in which a naked woman would act as the altar lying down while holding black candles in each hand and a chalice resting on her stomach. So gothy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then a priest would come along and perform satanic rites over her body before spilling the blood, and this is where it gets particularly uh, sinister, of a newborn baby. And as for where these this sort of ready supply of newborns was coming from, well, there's some suggestions that perhaps she parlayed her abortion services into
2: supplying these dead babies. Which sounds like a slur on abortionists, doesn't it? Right, it does, yeah.
1: (laughs) There were actually a lot of accounts that she was sacrificing babies, but the thing that sort of undermines it was that apparently, you know, and it's been frequently repeated that two and a half thousand infant skeletons were found in her garden, but there doesn't actually seem to be any contemporary evidence that any infant remains were found in her garden. Mm. But the rumours of black masses being held by witches, not just by Lavoisin, but by this whole network of Parisian sorcerers, and that they were abducting babies to use the sacrifices they were so commonplace in paris at the time that actually shortly prior to her arrest there had been a riot a public Mm. riot over this issue you know people certainly believed it was happening and i think what's really interesting about this is that even if you believe most of it and i think there is a decent amount of evidence that she was certainly selling poisons for instance even if you believe most of it there is definitely an element of mass hysteria and i think Mm. What's different maybe than other historical phenomena is that we tend to associate mass hysteria with, you know, the masses or at least people who are thought to be, you know, credulous, less educated, less worldly, not the royal court, which is where yes. this really took hold. You can understand why the king of all people would be particularly keen to avoid the attention of a poisoner.
2: But the thing that triggered the hysteria happened a few years prior. So this was the trial of Madame de Brinvilliers, who had conspired with her lover to poison her father and two of her brothers in order to inherit their estates. Uh, I mean, she was uh, tortured and forced to confess and burned at stake and beheaded. They really liked to make sure that it was done. But in that process, she did say that she had done this... That poisoning was something that was widespread and rife, and it triggered this gossip all over the yes. court. Who else has been poisoned? Is she a poisoner too? She looks like a poisoner, and then it becomes hysteria. <laughs> but it was based on something that did happen.
0: So eventually, the law did catch up with La Voisa, and she was arrested outside the Notre Dame de Bonne Nouvelle after having heard a mass herself. Squeaky clean, the, the
1: regular kind. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, just the normal one. Um,
1: it's nice to change it up sometimes.
0: Yeah. So they so they take her back to prison, and this is where the question about whether she was tortured or not comes in a little bit, because I think the authorities figured that they had to get her into a confessional state of mind, but not so confessional that she starts to reveal the names of a lot of the influential people she was working with, because this could really have been the undoing of the entire French court. So, instead of uh, torturing her, they plied her with booze they knew about, her weakness for alcohol, and in this inebriated state, La Voisson confessed to having worked with, among other people, the king's mistress, Montespar. And so it, that was the thing that sealed her fate. So eventually, La Voisson was executed in public in the Place de Grève. And on her way to her execution, she reportedly pushed away the priest. And when fastened on the stake, she desperately pushed away the hay that was piled around her. And again, that just seems eminently sensible to me. You know, if you're in that situation, how are you going to... End your life just a little bit more, well, maximise your chances of being able to get away by getting rid of the Bernie stuff.
1: Honestly, I know I would like to think that I would be like Lady Jane Grey when we talked about her the other week, you know, like mm. delicately laying Graceful. my head on the block and no. saying my psalm. but I'd be like, I'd I would be, be like her. I'd be like, Mom, yeah. shouting,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clawing at everybody.
2: <laughs> Tomorrow.
1: But from the 2022 vantage point of endless porn at your fingertips, it seems pretty quaint. <laughs>
2: Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network.